The Lakers are champions. Now, can they repeat? And did the NBA Finals change your opinion of any of the players or improve their legacies? And did Anthony Davis forcing his way to L.A. and that working out, did that create a new level of player empowerment? It's a Wednesday Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi there. Welcome back to the Locked On NBA podcast. Thank you to everybody who's listening. If you're a first-time listener, welcome aboard. Hope you enjoy this enough to subscribe later on. Those regular listeners, we love those five-star ratings, those good written reviews. On Wednesdays, I'm one of your co-hosts, John Corrales, at Reds Army underscore John on Twitter, and I host the Locked On Celtics podcast. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast, and you can find me on Twitter at Nola Jake. So... The Lakers are champions, and we are now heading into the offseason. The guys yesterday talked about things from more of a Miami perspective. Um, obviously, Dave's the Locked On uh, Heat host. You can listen to Anthony uh, crow about his championship on Friday. We'll let you wait till then. But let's talk right now, Jake, about... The landscape of the NBA and the obvious question coming after it, anybody's championship is, is this the beginning of something big? Can the Lakers repeat? Obviously, they've got Anthony Davis. Obviously, they've got LeBron James. They've got a lot of questions, but lot of a lot of movement around the NBA as well. Um, let me ask you that. Let me just ask you the question flat out. Can the Lakers repeat as champions? Absolutely. I don't see any reason to think not at this point. If you don't think they, if you don't think they have a chance of repeating, let me phrase it that way. It means you're betting against LeBron James. Like a lot of people did this year saying he's 34 and old and isn't going to be able to do it as much. And uh, everyone who said that has been proven very, very wrong. So at this point, it's like betting against Popovich. I don't do it until I see it. And I'm not betting against LeBron James until I actually see like a noticeable enough step. We've seen a little bit of maybe a decline of his energy of some of that stuff, his conditioning in games, which is expected, but not enough for it to like truly matter until that gets to the point where it truly matters. I'm not going to bet against him. Now it's going to be tougher than what they faced this year to win a title. And that's not even factoring in how difficult the bubble and stuff was just the road to the finals next season with the West being more competitive, the longer season playing more West teams potentially too, because of that is going to make things more difficult, but they definitely can do it. They can. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and tell you that they can't. And I'm with you on LeBron. Like at at some point, at some point it's going to be correct. At some point, the age is going to be a factor. We don't know. It it probably should have been already, but it, I mean, it has to some degree, <laughs> but not to not to the degree that that many people would want you to believe. No, and, and not to the degree that like, okay, I'm concerned about this, right? Like, yeah, you see a slight decline. Like, cool, no problem with that. He's so good at the level that he's playing at, even with that slight decrease in everything. That like, nah, it's still like head and shoulders above most people, right? So obviously, you've got LeBron, you've got AD. There's um, there's a strong chance that the Lakers. We'll get back to it. Uh, Let's look at the Lakers first before we even look at the other team. And the biggest hindrance to running it back or or, or getting back there is, the first question I should say is, can you get the same thing out of these guys 
the the supporting cast. LeBron's going to be LeBron. Anthony Davis is going to be Anthony Davis. Let's assume good health or general reasonable good health. Can Danny Green? Danny Green did He's not. A big question mark. He did not have a great season. Uh, can he regain anything, or is that going to be, or is he going to get worse? Um, is he done? Yeah, essentially, that's kind of the question there, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, under contract. Well. Anthony Davis will be under contract, right? He's he can opt out. Let's not. No, let's stop it. We AD back next year. When, yeah. Whatever the contract is, he's he's back. Right. There's no. <laughs> this is a very very simple one. This is not going to be like we're not going to try and, and raise some sort of controversy here. Anthony Davis, whatever it's going to be, he'll be back. So you've got Danny Green under contract. You've got Alex Caruso under contract and Kyle Kuzma. Those are your and I'm sorry, Taylor Hort, Taylor Horton Tucker, who was a non-factor in any of this, but who knows, you know, coming, coming into next year, who knows? Uh, but those are your guarantees. Player options. KCP will probably opt into 8.5 million. Avery yeah. Bradley will probably opt into 5 million. JaVale McGee will probably opt into 4.2. Uh, Rajon Rondo is an interesting question. He, I would assume that he's going to opt in to two, just about 2.7 million. He, I don't know that there's going to be a big clamoring for Rondo and he works in LA. So even if they have to come up with something else, um, he's going to, he's going to stay. But the whole point of all of this is that's going to bring the salary up over the cap. So the, the Lakers will be limited in how they can fill out the roster. Now that's important because you've got Markeith Morris, Jared Dudley, Dwight Howard, Dion waiters, uh, all off the books, uh, J.R. Smith, I, I, I assume as well, off the books. Not huge guys. Like this is, I'm not talking about like guys that mean anything, but they do have to fill in a lot of roles with a taxpayer mid-level exception, which is going to be $5.7 million approximately, and veteran minimum contracts. So they do have some obstacles to building a team around LeBron and AD that will support them and kind of uh, be the types of players that, that will help them get to another finals. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And if you then factor in that the West is going to be a little bit more difficult next year, you're, you're going to probably need a little bit of extra depth, I think. And so that means that, you know, being thin around the margins here can actively hurt this team a little bit. But, you know, veteran minimums for most of the guys you mentioned makes sense. Dwight Howard's not going to get more than that. So I'd expect him to likely be back on that sort of deal again if they want to keep him. And he'll be an interesting person to talk about in the next segment when we talk about opinions of players and legacies too. So I think, you know, if you get guys who are starting to chase rings and chase titles, you can get them on those vet minimum deals. Like yeah. That's the advantage of the, the position that they're in. It's not like you get scrubs that would normally accept that sort of contract. You get guys who are like, I'll take a pay cut to come here to play with LeBron and AD and you're still going to make $2.5 million instead of and a half million dollars live in LA. This is the draw of the Lakers, right? Yeah. You know, this is something that they have that other teams don't. They're going to be able to do it. You know, and there's not like a ton of difference makers in free agency anyway that they're necessarily going to miss out on. Like they're they're in a good spot even if they run it back with those core guys that we just mentioned there. Yeah. So I, I would agree with that. That ring chasers would certainly like LA is the perfect place to ring chase. You know, <laughs> it's as good as it can get. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but you know, I, I just throw it out there just to say, just to put it on the record that the Lakers do have work to do to build a roster again around those other guys. And those, those 
complementary pieces do have to work out because getting to the finals is going to be hard. And like you said, getting to the finals against this increased competition in the West is going to be especially hard. Just going... Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree. But look at some of like the people that they may be able to get and add to this team that could elevate them to a degree. I, I'm pulling up a contract right now as I talk through this and try and stall for time here. But like <laughs> a guy like, Car- look, Carmelo Anthony, with how well he played enough for the Blazers, is he a candidate to end up in L.A.? Sure. Pro- sure. Like, probably, right? Like, I mean, that's and not- then... Uh, a horrible guy to add to that roster, I don't think. Now, off Even the bench, Marcus Cousins might be back. And if you get Demarcus Cousins on a vet minimum, and he gives you sixty percent of what he had been in the past, like, yeah, it's a good team. <laughs> it's yeah, and you know, the, my reservations that I would have for somebody like Carmelo Anthony kind of go away a little bit when he's on a team with LeBron because LeBron becomes the clear alpha LeBron's in total control. If Melo gets out of hand, LeBron's got it. So yeah, no big deal. That takes away a lot of the things that I would, I would come back with for a guy like Carmelo or a guy like DeMarcus cousins, or I like I've seen firsthand Rondo. So that, that certainly um, allays those fears. I mean, they, they can, they can probably build a decent roster around those guys. Uh, you have to go up against the Clippers, who now ha- are going to have a new coach, rumored to be Ty Lue today is is seen as one of the, the front runners for the Clippers job and the Rockets job, along with Jeff Van Gundy, apparently for both of those jobs as well. So look, you've got the Clippers, who were disappointing, and they've got they got their coach fired, and but look, they're going to be motivated coming into this season, exactly. Like, so, and we've seen it. Houston's still going to be there because that's a team that somehow manages to retool every year. And so, like, again, it's you're going to have more games against the West. You don't get, you know, those eight final games that we saw in the bubble. All of that stuff is important to consider that it's going to be more of a gauntlet that you've got to go through. Um, but it's also worth mentioning that you the, the one-year deals for all this stuff because – this Lakers team can, if we're talking to them not just about repeating next year, but into the future, they could be staring 2021 with LeBron, AD, and $30 million in cap space to add real difference makers, more so right. than the names we've mentioned. And if you're the rest of the league, it is a, a kind of terrifying thought of that. I won't lie. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that would be terrifying, uh, especially when one of the Antetokounmpo brothers just won a championship with the Lakers and, you know, another one of the Antetokounmpo brothers happens to be a free Could agent be. right about um, then. Uh, look, here's the thing that maybe stops them from winning a title, and that's if Giannis gets traded in midseason. Yep. If the Bucks don't think that they can re-sign him and move him, maybe to a team like the Heat or another contender, that team gets really good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. Beat. <laughs> uh, yes, they do. Um, so... That I don't want to, I do not want to be part of that. Like, I, I know somebody's going to come onto Twitter and be like, Oh, you're already starting the Giannis to uh, uh, the, the we, Lakers we stuff. Damn show about this, and it's valid. It's, it's sure, it absolutely is valid. We're not trying to start that rumor, we're just saying that it's possible. Um, mm-hmm. The Clippers are going to be better, I would assume. Hey, how about the Golden State Warriors, by the way, with a healthy Steph, Clay, and Draymond Green? They're going to be pretty damn good. The Rockets, you know, with a new coach, are going to be good. The Mavericks are going to be good. Uh, there are a lot of teams that are going to be good 
you know, the Pelicans, who knows what they're going to be? Who knows how good the Grizzlies are going to be? There are a lot of teams out west. Uh, Portland, obviously. Utah, obviously. Denver, we talked about. There are a lot of teams out west. And one thing before we wrap up this segment, the, the recent uh, article by John Hollinger, Locked On podcast host John Hollinger, on The Athletic, uh, by the way, subscribe to Hollinger and Duncan, uh, laid out a scenario where next year's schedule may be very division heavy and not yep. very crossover heavy. So the Lakers will be in a division that does include the Phoenix Suns. Who knows how much better they get? The Sacramento Kings, do they get better? Do they get competitive? Are they become do they become a challenge? But also obviously the Clippers and the Warriors. So that is going to be a lot better than being in a a conference like an Eastern Conference team, Miami Heat, in a conference with Orlando, Charlotte, Washington, and Atlanta, who may all get better, but that's the Heat. If they get into a a you know that kind of schedule, it, it just throws things off and makes your regular season harder. The team has to work harder. Seeding becomes an issue. Are you the number one seed? Or are you like the three seed or the fourth seed? All of that matters. Uh, basically, to sum it up, yes, obviously the Lakers can. But it's it's not necessarily going to be an easy road back to the we, finals. Look, we don't we don't need to to crown them right now, certainly. Right. But they'll be in contention. They will be in contention, and they will be in contention with Anthony Davis, who is one of the guys that we're looking at. As do, did your opinion of this player change after the NBA Finals? We're going to talk about that next. But first, I want to talk about Built Bar which is the best tasting, the most delicious protein bar I've ever had. Uh, I've made it part of my daily diet. I know that diet and exercise are super important. I'm going to the gym now. I'm trying to remake myself. I'm trying to lose a little bit of that quarantine weight. And the Built Bars are part of my regular regimen. I like the peanut butter ones. So they're giving me 19 grams of protein. That's great for feeding my muscles after I lift. It's only 180 calories, so it doesn't blow out what I'm doing when I do my cardio. Five grams of sugar, five net carbs, perfect. I know that I can have one after my workout, and it's going to be exactly what my body needs. I'm buying them with my own money. I know Jake has bought them with his own money, and you can buy them right now with the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. You get 20% off your next order. They've made the deal even better. I feel robbed, Jake. They gave me 10% off. Now you got to go... Now these people are getting 20% it's, it's, it's off. a little bit better. Look, and if you've used the promo code before, you can use them again. They've yeah. reset it because they've made these things even more delicious over the past month. It's awesome. I took advantage of it. Yeah, I'm going to take advantage of this 20% off. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. Jake, there is something about winning a championship that kind of changes people's opinions of players, of teams. You know, the winners, they get to rewrite history and all of that stuff. The Lakers are champions, and now there are guys on this team that came in with certain reputations. Maybe maybe not exactly the most popular guys around the league. Maybe not the most popular guys in certain cities in the Gulf. <laughs> um, nope. This, which is fine. The, so this segment is something that you suggested. Whether yeah. the 
legacy of players, our opinions of players changed with the finals and the Lakers winning. So um, did anybody's, did your opinion of anybody change? So, and I'm curious to get your take on one or two names here. So I think we can start with the obvious. So again, you made a good point. Getting to a finals, playing well in the finals, especially with the recency bias that we're using on this sort of thing too, which is like very heavy right now. Yeah. These guys look good. Like Jimmy Butler looks like a damn superhero to me right now. And like my opinion of him and his opinion around the league is probably dramatically improved. Like that is obvious and we don't need to spend that much time on it. Same for all like the young heat guys too, right? Dragic gets elevated. I think a little bit in his fairly long career here in the NBA. Um, maybe Bam drops down a little bit, but he because he didn't play particularly well, but maybe that's due to an injury. So it kind of depends. I think the Lakers guys are a little bit more interesting. And the obvious one is, is Anthony Davis of did AD in a way almost cement some Hall of Fame status for himself with how well he's played in his young-ish career so far and then winning the title while at times being the best guy on the team. And I, I make I, everyone on this show who listens to this show thinks I hate Anthony Davis. and He torched his way out of New Orleans, and, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. But I actually don't. I was hoping he would win, and it looks good for him, and he's a great player. I don't think about it in terms of, like, fandom to that level. So looking at how well he's played, man, he, he took a step up from how he played with New Orleans. And doing that on a finals team, like, he definitely cemented himself as a top five guy right now in the NBA, I think. Yeah, I think the conversation with Anthony Davis evolved a little bit. It became, the, I mean, the question that I was asked a couple of times on other podcasts was, is Anthony Davis the best player in the world right now? And that's that's not a question that was, like, you remember the GM surveys from a couple of years yeah. ago, like two, three years ago, with, the right? question was, mm-hmm. you start your team, which, which young player do you start your team with? And it was Anthony Davis. And then... The next season, it became Carl Anthony Towns and almost Towns, no votes yeah. for Anthony Davis. Yep. And it, it really is. That's the definition of the recency bias. But Yeah, of course. When we talk about, like in the last segment, ring chasers, it's because why do guys chase rings? It's because we play such an emphasis as fans, as observers, as evaluators on championships. It's, it's definitely that ring culture. So my opinion of Anthony Davis changed a little bit in that it it made me just more appreciate how much more necessary it is to have good teammates and Anthony Davis I think was always this good like I don't think like he, he's probably getting better obviously as he gets older he's, I I don't think he's a ton better than he was in New Orleans he's a little bit I will absolutely give him that like watching him defensively in this postseason and with the Lakers I thought he should have been defensive player one of the years he was here in New Orleans. You could easily, like Giannis was deserving this year, but he, he's like right in that mix as that guy you can build a defense around and that can anchor it. And watching him play that way and how impactful he was on the defensive side of the ball, particularly in the finals, like really kind of gives you more of an appreciation for him as a player, I think. Yeah. And like, of course, he, he, he has improved, but yeah. When, when you don't have to cover, for other people's defensive mistakes quite oh, as yeah. much. You can be a monster. It makes it a little easier to make the plays that he was making. And that's and that's my point. Is that with better teammates and with LeBron and maybe a better philosophy, may whatever you want to say about that, better execution, 
not being pulled out of position, not being asked to do things that, that try to save other people, that puts Anthony Davis in a position to do what he does best. So my opinion on Anthony Davis, sure, it's like, wow, he really is like, he really is one of the best players yeah. in the world. Like you really appreciate everything that he does extraordinarily well, but it also really does make me appreciate how tough it was for him in New Orleans. I can understand why sometimes a player says, I can't, I can't win here. Maybe, maybe it's not, maybe I, I, I don't, I, I can't stick around here because he, he played up until his absolute prime and how much help did he really get? Uh, right. No, I agree. And so a player saying, I got to go somewhere else, maybe not necessarily how he did it, but deciding to say, I got to go somewhere else. I can't, I can't do this in this particular city anymore. City anymore. Like there are a lot of factors to that. So I, I just, I feel like I kind of came to more of an understanding that the situation really matters. I say it all the time, and that really just hammered it home. Uh, he was in such a good situation in L.A. that it really maximized who he was. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with all of that. I'm going to go a little lightning round on you here with some yeah. other Lakers. Is this anything about this postseason, this, this finals change your opinion on Rondo, where he kind of stands with his legacy, where he is as a player? No. Rondo was Rondo. This is exactly what I expected out of Rondo. Yeah. Play, playoff Rondo. Like, people are like, oh, wow, playoff Rondo. Like, yeah. <laughs> playoff Rondo has been a thing for a long time. He's a it, savant. It like really is. He's a it's savant. It's funny. Like, it really is. I feel like he, I just feel like he got bored. He, he gets bored easily because he's so, he's really brilliant. He might be the smartest player in the NBA. Not the best, yeah, he, obviously, he, but... Having covered him for a season here in New Orleans, like, without a doubt, you kind of see the brilliances he has. And, like, when he decides that he is going to impact a game, even if it's not with his scoring or if he's having a bad shooting night, he still manages to do it, and it's just kind of the appreciation of a guy who's able to do it in the postseason like that, I think, is big. What about... I have two guys that I think maybe took a step back in a weird way. Like, does this... And how he played and missing that shot in game five hurt Danny Green and maybe relegate him to almost like a different tier or a different level of how you look at him as a player. He's got a lot of rings. Yeah. And then not being able to get it done in this series, it's like, huh. You know how we look at like Robert Ori and like, wow, what a great player. But it's like, yeah, he wasn't the best player on any of those teams. He just happened to be in a fairly advantageous situation. Right. He was good. Don't get me wrong. But you don't put him in the Hall of Fame despite seven rings because of that stuff. Right. I don't know. Like I kind of look at Danny Green a little bit differently and a little bit more negatively right now, I think. Yeah, I, I feel like I look at Danny Green and when they signed him and people were like, oh, wow, Danny Green, 3 and D and blah, blah, blah. Great move, yeah. I, my initial reaction was like, eh, he wasn't, he wasn't all that great like in Toronto. Like he, he was good, but like, his reputation is still like at that point was still like two years prior. Like the people had yeah. quite caught up to the slide in his production. This was like, Oh yeah, this is real because He's... being around, being around th this team where he was asked to do just these couple of things, he couldn't pull that off. Uh, no. and that's, Hey, you know, looking back at that team building like that, one of the Lakers' moves might just be to find a way, find somebody to take him off their hands yeah, and, and clear easily. a spot for somebody that that can come in and do that job. So, they yeah, my, my opinion of Danny Green is definitely more. like 
taken a step, but more more like confirmed, like yeah, he really is on a downward slope. It's it's interesting to say that after Jude wins a title, right? And yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people win titles. Deion Waiters won a yeah, title. Of like. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, the other guy I was curious about is your thoughts on Dwight Howard. Yeah. In this. This might have confirmed that he is like the most hated player in the league and the most annoying player in the league in, in some capacity. And like that solidified it. This is a guy who... I think some people would put in the Hall of Fame. Some people wouldn't. He's got this kind of weird career, like split in the middle where like the beginning of it, like, oh my God, on that trajectory, like that you sure fire Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. Then kind of quiet past couple of years, but now you put a ring on it. Like, I don't know. Like that's when you talk about ring culture and all of that, this probably matters for him, even if he wasn't like a big player in it. Yeah. I mean... My opinion of, of Dwight is unchanged. I, I am one of the people who finds him very annoying, and I'm not a big fan. Um, he, he did some things well. Um, he won a title. Congratulations to him. I think he is a Hall of Famer. Uh, his, his early part of his career was just so dominant that he certainly, I think, earned it. But, um, yeah, I, I, they also benched him in Game 6. And he was Look, a DNP It doesn't have to, to change end. your opinion of him. Like, I, it's just, I thought it was interesting that, you know, one, the, I think people were like, oh, yeah, definitely hate this dude. Yeah. For sure. If you were on the fence before, like, it probably set you over the fence on, like, you hate Dwight Howard, which is fine. I think almost a normal reaction here. But I don't know. For those people who are like, he's not a Hall of Famer. Now he can claim NBA champion. Like, those words matter. Whether they should or shouldn't, it, it, for him, I think it does to some degree. Yeah, I mean, he definitely can add that to the resume. And then in, when you look at it, it's it doesn't hurt to have NBA champion on your on your resume. Uh, Anthony no, Davis is an, Anthony Davis is an NBA champion. Uh, how he became an NBA champion still kind of a uh, sore spot for for everybody. And the question is. It, because it worked out, is this going to be a problem for the NBA? We're going to talk about that next. First, we're going to talk about uh, something that's very difficult for people to talk about. But guys, it's okay to talk about erectile dysfunction. I know that it can be embarrassing or awkward. Usually you'll brush it off or blame yourself or, or try to tell your loved one that you had a long day. You're not feeling it. You're tired. But Roman makes it easy to discuss and treat it. A healthy life includes a healthy sex life. But if you struggle with erectile dysfunction, you might not feel like your best help. If you want help, Roman connects you with a real U.S. licensed healthcare professional who can prescribe you the medicine that you need. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you real medicine with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and importantly, it's discreet. It's very simple to get started. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOn and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to talk about, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOn and you can get up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment, a free online visit, and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOn for up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment. GetRoman.com slash LockedOn. 
when someone leaves a team that they have kicked and screamed and have done anything they could to get off of while wearing a that's all folks t-shirt that's going to be that's going to be something that's looked on negatively but everything that Anthony Davis did everything that clutch sports did all of the poisoning of the waters that weren't connected to the Lakers it worked Anthony Davis got got to the team that he wanted. He's going to earlier get, than he would have been able to otherwise. Right. He got to play with LeBron while LeBron was still, you know, young enough and healthy enough to to be <laughs> LeBron. He is going to get the contract that he wants. So, he's he got everything that he wanted. So, is that a bad thing that a guy through this kind of tantrum and did all of that stuff, and it's fine. He's a champion. He's great. It, it could be. Look, I, I don't say this is like a bitter Pelicans fan, which I'm sure I will be accused of, and that's somewhat fair. I do it most, mostly as joking, but I look at this as, you know, is this a blueprint for the rest of the league to follow, uh, for the rest of players, star players to follow to kind of get what they want? And you, you and I do this all the time. We are very pro player empowerment and player movement. It's your career. Take charge of it. And if you have some leverage, use it because you rarely get that. You know, what Anthony Davis did isn't necessarily like illegal in terms of the CBA, though there maybe was some tampering involved there. But I definitely think there were some strong-armed, underhanded approaches to getting it done in the way that he did. If you want to do that, and it's justified in the end for Anthony Davis, like I don't think AD has any regrets about what he did now. I don't know, though, if you want this to be a widespread thing necessarily amongst the league to the degree that he did it. Not that he wanted out and asked for a trade. Like, that would have been fine. It's all the other stuff that went in. And you mentioned a key player in all of this, which is Clutch Sports at the beginning of this segment. So I look at this, and I have some slight concerns. Not not huge concerns, but slight concerns that you could see this happening. You know, what if Giannis pulls a move like this? What if... Some other young star, you know, Donovan Mitchell in Utah pulls a move like this. That's not necessarily what you want to see happening throughout the league, particularly in small markets, which do have some degree of a disadvantage in all of this. You know, if I were in the league front office, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say there's anything you can do about it. But yeah, it'd be something I'm a little bit worried about. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious how much this played into some of the ratings issues at the 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 team the uh, the league had obviously the ratings are a, a big enough story where you know it's still not uh, we're still not sure exactly what what plays into it there's some fracturing of the audience there's you know the the fact that we're playing uh, NBA finals in October and there's a, there are a lot of other options um, but there was a story about the 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 football game that was on opposite the NBA finals. And it did like twice the rating of what the NBA finals did. And I tweeted about it and people, you know, some people responded with, you know, the, the way players are, are moving and forcing their way around the league. It's a turnoff for fans. And, and I want to know what that balance is between player empowerment, which I believe in and making it enjoyable for fans because Anthony Davis forcing his way to LA, playing with LeBron and winning a championship, I'm sure for some casual fans was like, yeah, yeah, no kidding. And I, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch this guy who did all of this 
Of course he went to L.A. Of course he got to the Lakers. Of course he and LeBron are going to championship. Why do I, a Grizzlies fan or a Pacers fan or whomever, want to watch that when I'm sitting here watching my team not be able to get that kind of player, not you know retain that kind of player? Right. Like that's that. I think that there's some degree, and I I think I actually even misspoke. It's not even the casual NBA fan. There's some hardcore NBA fans of yeah. certain teams that don't want to watch the NBA finals because they know it's they feel it's it's predetermined. It was a coronation of the Lakers for somebody whining his way to the Lakers. And and why would even an ardent fan of a smaller market team, why would that person want to watch the Lakers kind of just walk their way to a title? You uh this speaks to the larger point of people want there to be some open-ended question of who's going to win. You know, as much fun as it was to watch the Warriors go through that, I think by the end of their little stretch, and maybe they build it back up again, people got kind of tired of it. We knew the Warriors were going to be in the finals. There's no drama. What's the point of the playoffs, right? That sort of thing. And I think if you end up having stars just kind of, teaming up in large markets, Los Angeles, I don't know, maybe New York. You're kind of seeing it on, on the nets at least. Sure. Yeah. Knicks too. You know, Miami's not considered a big market, but that's kind of a bit of an outlier team in terms of being able to track star players. Cause it's freaking Miami. And it's yeah. awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think they want it to feel like we can keep our guys here. And if we can't like, what's the point of watching the league? All the stars end up in LA or they end up in New York or they end up in San Francisco. That does hurt. The ratings, and that's a concern. I think the ratings thing is a whole big other thing that would take an entire show to dive into, but this is part of it, without a doubt, based on anecdotal evidence as someone who covers the league, this is part of it. People in New Orleans probably didn't tune into this because, like, what's the point, right? You know, same for Memphis, as you mentioned. Maybe same for Portland, too. They're all worried that Damian Lillard's going to leave based on what we see. We talked about it with Milwaukee like the second they got bounced out of the finals. That night, it was a Tuesday, and we recorded for the Wednesday show. (laughs) Okay, we got to talk about Giannis leaving and going to a big market. We did. It's unfortunate, but that's the reality of the league, and 100% that hurts viewership and interest. That I mean, that opens up such a can of worms because I don't want it to be a league where a player... Like, what are your options? The The reaction seems to be, well, make it so these small markets have a way to retain these guys. And they tried to do that with the Supermax contracts. Supermax, yep. The money is just so huge now that <sighs> yeah. the Supermax doesn't do anything. Anthony Davis, the Supermax doesn't mean anything because he's got a sneaker deal. He's got other endorsements. He's making plenty of money anyway. And he's going to make it again on this back end because you by trading him, you trade his bird rights and then they can just sign him to a Supermax yep. as well. So he'll play the game. He'll do a two plus one and then he'll be a 10 year veteran. And then he'll get that 35% Supermax. And he's going to, he's not going to miss any pennies that he dropped in new Orleans. No, so not at all. And look, the, the Supermax is almost a bad thing for certain teams, right? Teams have been scared to offer it for how it potentially cripples them. Right. Just to keep a guy who then forces his way out. It's a concern around the league. Now I, I want to throw one thing in here that, you know, my question was, does this become a new normal? Is this become a tactic that players use? There's one factor in this that I think means maybe we need to hold back on worrying about this too much, and that is the LeBron James factor. 
you know, if it was just the Lakers out LeBron, I don't know if Anthony Davis is pulling the same moves to try and get there. He might want out of New Orleans still, but it might not end up the same way. If you put Damian Lillard on the Lakers and say he was there and replace him with LeBron, is this the exact... I don't know if we see the exact same thing. I also think that this could just be simply a LeBron thing. And the draw that he is and the pull that he has and that this is not a new age of superstar empowerment to a degree, but more just has to do with LeBron than anything else. That may well be true, but let's also not discount the egos of these players and how much they may decide that uh, their teaming up with somebody else makes that team a super team. Like we're talking about, yeah, Anthony Davis playing with LeBron, and obviously it's the 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 draw of playing with LeBron makes him an instant championship contender. But um, let me look at the Boston Celtics and Jason Tatum. He's from yeah. St. Louis, and Bradley Beal is from St. Louis. And now Bradley Beal can he force his way out of Washington and say, "I only want to be traded to Boston because he wants to play with Jason Tatum." Now, does Bradley Beal and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown constitute a championship core? I don't know, maybe, but not definitely. But I'll tell you what, Jason Tatum and Bradley Beal are going to sit there and say, if we team up, we're going to run this conference. They feel like they're going to be perennial title contenders. Whether or not they're right or not doesn't matter. Their egos are going to tell them that they're right. So there is still the, I want to play with my friend, I want to play in yeah. a city that's that might maybe I don't like this city anymore. Six years in this city, I'm like, eh, kind of done. And I want to go play in a different city with one of my best friends. And I'm going to do it no matter what. I'm going to tell my agent to do it no matter what. I think that's just going to be part of the the threat for from yeah, now on. But it is. I also I think clutch sports because they have the power of LeBron, that's where the LeBron influence comes in. They've got the power of LeBron, and they can be a little bit more toxic because it doesn't matter. He's going to go play with LeBron. I don't care what these other teams think. Clutch isn't necessarily in the same position as other agents around the league. I'll be very curious to see long-term, once LeBron is gone... What happens to Clutch Sports? Does Clutch still have clients um, that they treat like this, that they treat other teams like this? Because then you still have to negotiate with teams. And if you don't have a LeBron, and maybe Anthony Davis becomes that next one, but it, it does level the playing field. Agents have to negotiate with teams. And to pour bleach in the water in Boston like they did to say, we're not going to Boston no matter what. It didn't matter. They don't. They only had one clutch client before, which was Marcus Morris. Um, mm-hmm. And and they that didn't matter. They just Their goal was getting LeBron what he needed. If it was a different agent that had other clients and they're going to have to negotiate, do they treat it differently? I'm very curious to see how that, that part of it kind of pans out. No, it's it's interesting. We're going to see. We're kind of entering like a, what could be a new era of all of this stuff. And again, it's it worked. Like that's the biggest thing is that's the bottom line. It, it worked. 
he should have been able to go to the Lakers at the end of this season, but instead he made it happen a season before really needed before the Pelicans needed to trade him. He tried to get it done the season before that it, the trade deadline and he won a title. And at a certain point, like, <laughs> like it worked. It. Like it, 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 sometimes it's just, it's justified. Like, man, like I got nothing. Yep. You know, like it's, it, it worked out. And if you don't care about all the other stuff and your goal was to win the title, good. Like you did it. Good job. I, I, I literally mean that. I know it probably doesn't come off that way. and doesn't sound like, but I mean it. <laughs> we'll like, just I leave it leverage in job stuff before. And I like came close to burning bridges, but it's like, cool. I got a little bit more money. That's what I wanted. Like I got my goal. There you go. And, like sometimes that's, you, you got to do what you got to do, right? That's it. Sometimes exactly. You've got to do what you got to do. And in the end, it doesn't matter. It did at the end. You can sit there and say, it doesn't matter because it worked out for Anthony Davis. It worked out for LeBron and Hey, you know, it kind of worked out for the Pelicans in a way because Look, they, I, I'm not complaining. Right. Not, they got a haul. Yeah. It worked out. It, it worked out a different way. Um, but, but it might not always work out. That it way. might not. Know, and there's, to this see is, how it goes. this is a long conversation that can be had. This is like a half hour conversation in and of itself. We're not allowed to go that long. No, we're not allowed to go as long <laughs> as we did. But, hey, that's how it goes sometimes. So we're going to wrap it up right here. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I am one of your regular Wednesday co-hosts. I'm John Corrales at Reds Army underscore John on Twitter. And I host the Locked On Celtics podcast. And I'm Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter and the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. If you're new, be sure to subscribe. You regular subscribers, give us that five-star rating and good written review. And thanks for listening to the Lockdown NBA podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.